But when you do have those wins when you're younger and you're networking, don't be afraid to say them. Like, say them. First of all, it adds credibility. If some people may look at you like you don't know really, really know what you're talking about or you don't really know, you don't really have experience. But saying the wins that you did accomplish mm -hmm. adds credibility <clears throat> to who you are and what you do. When you're younger, the mentors, they're willing to like do more for you. Just really <clears throat> pour into you so that you can experience more. The more that they do for you, they know that you'll appreciate it over time unless you're just like somebody that, that is unappreciative. Allow yourself to maximize your youth allow yourself to use your youth in, in the best way that you possibly can because it's going to leave you eventually you're young for a much shorter time than you're old god willing take advantage of your age now yeah. and maximize it What's good, y'all? Welcome to Growing Pains Podcast, where we talk all things life, business, and just everything about what a young adult goes through and experience. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. How y'all been? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's make sure we introduce Jada and Yanni. Yes, because I was about I'm to say, hey, I'm you. glad you called that Jada, because I didn't even Cause catch I, it. Because I you already never felt the energy. Never, never want to let, like, it's our podcast. Too. Yanni, exactly. you be switching up, because you do not be saying nothing until Jada says something. No, I didn't no, catch it, though. Exactly. exactly. So I'm glad you that. caught that. Go ahead, introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyways, yes. but hey y'all, I'm Jada. Period. I'm Yanni, owner of Wise Label, Best Creature Street Rubber. Period. Yeah. Now, how y'all week been? It's been good. Week or weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> to be honest, um, but no, I was good. I had got an idea. What's your idea? Y'all want to talk about? Um, no, not switching up the wait, conversation what? as we start what the though? podcast, bro. I was gonna say, do y'all want to talk about uh, the event? Not alone. Oh, the time, live event. This like, won't even drop. Not talk about it to promote, but talk about what we're going through. Oh. Like trying to put. Yo, <laughs> I do this every time. Trying we to switch up the for topic. A couple minutes, and then we can go to the topic. Bro, go ahead and talk about it. It's the same thing. We want to talk about young people and an event for young people. Go ahead. Talk about it. You don't want to? Because I was, was going to say, you know, we spent the week. Well, I saw y'all over the weekend because we shot content for the event. Yeah. yeah. We've been getting a lot of stuff done for the preparation of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the event we're talking about is our Friendsgiving. Right. What else was this episode's gonna drop? But yes, I'm having a Friendsgiving. Honestly. Yeah. And it's going to be dope. But yeah, we, we have been preparing this is our first paid event yeah and that's new Ooh. for us it's yeah new. that was just no for first real. paid event yeah with some things we had to change nah definitely i feel like um something that kind of made me nervous is it feels like as the four of us we're just doing it by ourselves mm -hmm. and so it's like I don't think I've ever done like yeah I've never done like my own paid event. I've like been a part of other people's stuff where that people pay to come to that event. Yeah. But I don't know all that that goes into it, and so I think that was like making me nervous. Yeah, um, my thing is like knowing how do you sell tickets. Like mm -hmm. yeah, that's my thing. How do you yeah. get people excited to to come to? I mean, I feel like we did well getting people excited. Yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's what we I was did really good on that. I feel like as far as getting people excited, I feel like you know for Go Getter Link Up that went well. No, I'm talking about Friendsgiving. We did well with getting people excited. Doing we did yeah. the news thing. A lot of people were texting me saying like, "Yo, that was a dope idea." Okay. For like marketing stuff like that. Like for us to not yeah. have a creative team, like we're creatively coming up with ways yeah, to God, all Yeah, for sure. So I'll say one thing that I noticed is that, or not noticed, but I thought about is basically. Since this is our first event, just taking what we know already from our own businesses yeah. and implementing that into, like, the event. So, basically, how I, – I, I don't know if you were on the phone, but I was telling Trey, like, well, just how we create a target 
our audience or market for our own businesses, mm -hmm. we need to know exactly what our target audience looks like for our events because it's like, well, how much should we charge our target audience? How much money do they make? Uh, what do they like to do? What would they like to see at an event that they're spending their money on? It's like it's important for you to know regardless of what you're doing, yeah. you know, um, like what, what your audience wants. And then even I think for – Something I thought about when we were all on the other phone and you took 10 hours to hop on. <laughs> um. Bro, y'all do not be showing up to call, so I don't even want to hear it. Like, I had church. We got to drag. Bro, exactly. y'all need to be so in church for 10 years, bro. Okay, and we knew that we were going to be in church from 5 a.m. until 12 a.m. in the morning. Was sporadic. First of all, and what about it? <laughs> like, you be at church all day long. Like, the Lord is pleased. <laughs> Because I love my church and I will be there all day. So the Lord is pleased, bro. Like he be like, all right, now you need to go ahead. Don't do that. Read a book or do something. Do not do that. <laughs> Anyways, the call on that day was very sporadic, and I had exactly. church. But after you knew we was gonna have the call, you said exactly. Didn't and I have my own things to handle. So the whole I, point is you didn't get on the call. The whole point is we need to get to the subject. Yeah. So what I was about to this say. <laughs> What I was about to say is though, okay, so how I would sell, um, do like webinars for my sewing company. Yeah. And then I would sell courses for like a thousand or twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. I have to sell what I like, I have to sell this mentorship. I have to sell this course. I have to make sure I'm presenting the value to my audience. And so even when we're like I guess I was thinking about like, dang, well, we've been doing a lot of good creative ideas and a lot of good marketing that's creative and entertaining but we also i guess that made me think like okay we also have to promote the value yeah. of an of an event um because people want to know okay if i'm spending my money what what am i getting out of this what am i getting from this right. real quick real quick if you're not subscribed to the channel, what are you doing? Tap in. Tap in, twin. Take a five-second break and go subscribe. Exactly. We got so much on our channel, y'all. We got blogs. We got challenges. We got silent library. We got everything. So what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Go subscribe right what now. What are you doing? <laughs> go, go subscribe. Stand on go stand on business. Exactly. Stand on business, yo. Let's get back into the episode. <laughs> and so that's why I started saying, okay, we need to figure out, like, what's the value, uh, like, yeah, what is the value that we're marketing to people? So mm -hmm. they know, like, okay, if I come here, this is the result that I'm going to get. If Like, if you're spending $75 to go somewhere, yeah. uh, and we're not charging $75 anymore, but if you're spending $75 or $100 to go somewhere, you want to you you get something out of it. Exactly. Also, I feel like we've also been doing well on, like, content because there's nobody doing skits for it. Now y'all about what we set in your the camera standard. is over there. <laughs> your camera is over there, beloved. <laughs> Listen, we set in the standard, okay? Skits for an event, like come on, bro. Right, for and sure. then it's intentional skits, like oh, we should do this, and then we should follow up with this skit, and then Very do it that way. Because we could have just posted the flyer and yeah. went about it like that, but right. it's like we really thought behind it and then had more plans that we still got to execute on. So I think that's the main thing. We did, in fact, get people hyped up. Um, but I think from going, starting from free events where we did, like, Go Get Her Link Up was free. We did um, a movie night. And then mm -hmm. we did, like, some other stuff as well. Like, we had a bowling alley thing. Yeah. And then we did two live episodes for free. So all of those events were free. And so as well as when we promoted this event, we just said, like, oh, we're having a Friendsgiving. We don't. We didn't necessarily announce every other thing that we're also adding to this mm -hmm. at first. Yeah. So it's like, like you said, if we do 75, they need to see the value that they're getting out of paying 75. Not that we're not worth it because we are, but they just need to really see it. And low key, I do believe we're like in a silent recession and that everybody pockets That's is not very, right. Very, you feel very me? true. Um, yeah, but people spend $75 easily on other stuff. True. So but I also, that go, goes back to who our audience is. Yeah. Um, and I said our audience doesn't have $75. Yeah. Um, but I feel like people spend money on the things that they want. So yeah. people will buy anything if they know the value that it's going to bring them. Bro, if their I, favorite artist posted a show right now, they buy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so even I tried to join this uh, 
mentorship before mm-hmm. and it was like thirty thousand dollars this was like a few years ago and i only had the money for the deposit which was like two thousand myron golden was the closer and he had me wanting to get signed away my whole life <laughs> <laughs> hey yo <laughs> but um i had uh yeah i paid the two thousand and at that time that was like my last two thousand mm-hmm. dollars and so i paid the two thousand and i did like everything i could to get like the remaining, uh, it was like I had to get eight more, eight thousand more to stay in it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was willing to do it because it was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually something that this mentorship would actually change my life. Yeah. So people, even though I didn't probably, if I would have saw something that maybe wouldn't have been as valuable at that time, I, I wouldn't just spend mm-hmm. that money. But this seemed like, oh, this is a lot of value. Yeah. I'll spend my money. So exactly, and even like what I'm thinking back on. My personal experience, mm-hmm. when I was living in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I was going to Corey's event. Mm-hmm. I paid my ticket, but I also paid my friend's ticket. You know what I'm saying? So when you see value in something, you're going to do what you have to do to go. Nah, for it, sure. No matter what it costs. And I also believe that sometimes it's not necessarily to receive value. Sometimes it's just to get in a room and get in front of people's faces. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And, and like network and really tap in with those people. Because we can, you know... We can easily DM those people, but the thing is getting in front of them, having them remember your face and your appearance and have something that stands out about you, that's sometimes what you're paying for and not necessarily always mm-hmm. to receive like value. Like I done went to InvestFest and not watch anybody that <laughs> spoke on stage, no but I'm just using a room to network in front of thousands of people. You feel me? Welcome to Growing Topics, where we talk about hot topics in today's society. Trey has a topic. Yes, so this topic is, this is something that I see very, very often around this season, and it is seasonal depression. You know, a lot of us, or I would say a majority of people, they have seasonal depression just because it's a new season. This is around the holiday times where people don't really have family. They may have lost family or they may have moved to a different state where they don't have many relatives in that location, and so it causes you to get depressed. So, yeah, how would y'all say a person should deal with seasonal depression? Okay. Well, I, um, you know, I'm really big in my faith. Um, I really believe in Jesus. And so, and I have also experienced depression before, like mm-hmm. a lot of times growing up, like a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And um, something I like to do or some, like a coping mechanism I do when I'm in this depression season is I like to journal to God. I feel like writing out like my feelings, writing out what I'm thinking, write about, you know, my experiences and stuff like that. And then reading it, like it, I feel like it brings you to a different perspective. Cause sometimes when I am, or when I have had those experiences of me being depressed, but then I wrote it out and then later on I read it. It makes me feel like, okay, I was just doing too much. Or I could read it from a different perspective. So I really like to journal and also um, praying more. Like praying more and seeking God more in those seasons. Because depression is nothing but spiritual warfare. That's really what it is. It's spiritual warfare. What happens on the world first happened in the spiritual realm. And so when you combat and of course, like like I said, I'm really in my faith. So I feel like combating something that's in the spiritual realm, you're going to need spiritual tools. And so for me, it's reading my word more, worshiping God more, spending more time in his presence. Um, and that really helps me because it helps me lift off the weight and truly give it to God. So, yeah. You can go. You can go. You can go. <laughs> go ahead. Because <laughs> I have something, so I wanted to take a second. Okay, um, I agree with Yanni. Um, I also think sometimes I do things on a regular to keep my mind in a good place, but I know sometimes um, something can happen. Like I'll be good, or I can be going through things and be fine because, like, I do things on a like I said on a regular to keep my mind in a good place. So, praying, reading my word, um, meditation, doing my gratitude all that good stuff, um, reading, all of that, it keeps my mind in a good place. But still, it could be like, 
something gets dropped on me that's like a little more weight than I could carry. Mm-hmm. And then everything just kind of flips over. Yeah. And then I have my moment of like, I allow myself to feel. So I cry. And then once I'm done crying, I'll be like, okay, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. And then because I, I, I do things that keep my mind in a good place, after I let out the tears, I realized that everything's okay. (laughs) So I just be like, okay, now that I got those tears out, I see that everything is still good. Everything is still fine. So it's like, all right, back to life. But I feel like if I didn't do those things, they keep my mind in a good place. I feel like when something happens that makes like everything just flip off the table, I think I would just stay in a low place. Mm, It's like I allow myself to feel whether it's for a couple minutes an hour, two hours, and then once I feel like whatever I'm feeling, those emotions, then I'm good. Yeah. Nah, I feel like um, I look at depression is nothing to play with for real. And so with that, you really just have to look at it from a perspective of going through the emotions. Allow yourself to feel. Don't try to hold that expression and find a way to let it out. Um, even if you need to get around some people and feel that comfort. Um, and I look at now in this age or where I am now, I look at depressed, meaning that you should decompress. Um, and if you look at the word depressed, you can add come in there, compress. Um, and so that is what I would necessarily say about depression is to decompress the emotion, decompress the feeling that you're going through and allow yourself to be in a place of feeling, but don't get stuck there. Um, so with depression, just really take the time out to notice it and recognize it and don't lo- allow yourself to go down a deep, dark hole because it can be very, very scary. Um, if you need help, reach out to people, let people know how you're feeling. If you notice that before you are outgoing and all this stuff and you like being around people and you notice a transition in this moment, just allow yourself to communicate with your friends or family and let them know like, hey, right now I'm in a place, you know, if you're grieving or if you're sad about the loss of a relationship or, you know, different things like that. It's just making sure that you continue to push for it and decompress. Like I said, allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to grow through what you're going through and one last thing i'll say is know that you have authority over that depression yes like do not and trust and believe me i am speaking from experiences there's even in the you can go back to our past episodes that i have been talking about depression and feeling like there's a dark cloud over me and not in the rain is the thought like i have experienced depression but something i had to realize is that i the bible says that God gives me authority to trample on snakes. So do not feel subjective to that feeling because you have authority over that depression. If you are a Christian and you follow Jesus Christ, he has given you authority to overcome. So do not, and be careful what you're telling yourself. Like, don't say, you know, it's my seasonal depression or I, I like do not come to agreement with this depression. You have to start speaking life over yourself. Now you may have to dig yourself out of this depression with the power of God, but know that it is definitely possible and it can be broken in Jesus name. Uh, For sure. Definitely. Just don't claim it. You know, like don't sit on it. Like you said, it's it's definitely, I feel as though we all been through that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like we all been through it. So it's just, you know, take your time. Don't beat yourself up about where you are. Just have grace. Yes. So, yeah, that was the end of this growing topic, and we hope you have a great holiday. We hope you're enjoying Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year, all of that stuff coming up. And, yeah, just keep pushing forward. Let's yeah, get it. Let's get back into the episode. Yes. That's so real. That's, like, the main thing. But with this event specifically, what made y'all realize that, like, because you said that we lowered the prices. So what made y'all realize that we should lower the prices? Um... I think we, we, well, from what we talked about, I feel like we had a similar thought process of mm-hmm. um, thinking of some of the people that we know uh, who come to our events frequently. Yeah. Um, who may not have the money to pay for a ticket. It's like, okay, we, we don't want to create an event to exclude the people who have been 
showing up. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to be like, okay, all of these people feel like, okay, let's come and support and let's show up. Like, let's put money towards that. Yeah. Yeah. And I say also with it being our first event, like, you know what I'm saying? Our first paid event. Yeah, our first paid event. Exactly. I feel like that was a realization for me. It's like, you know, you can build like... It's not really a money thing for us. It's more so, I feel like we more so want to pack out the room than we yeah. want to earn yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. And so that's what I was kind of thinking. I'd rather like have- You can't cap. You want to earn some money. I, not saying I don't, but in equivalent- <laughs> She wants some money. Of course. I mean, I want to get my money back. But I mean, <laughs> money like- I know, I know. Setting the price high versus having a little bit of people or having a lot more people yeah. and setting the price a little lower, I'd rather- have the room packed out. Ooh, but that's in this sense, yes, that makes sense. But I also hear people like Myron Golden and other entrepreneurs talk about it's better to have a higher price with less people. Um, but that depends on what you're doing. Exactly. For an event, you want more people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But because exactly. I was gonna say, how many less people? And Five think, people in the room. Because right. we saw them ticket sales. People bought it, but we were sitting there like spare change. Yeah, the little SpongeBob, right. the then, homeless SpongeBob, where he's sitting on the box. It goes, <laughs> also goes back to the value thing you were saying. Like if we were having like a OD mastermind, then yeah, we're going to set yeah. the price high. We're not really worried about packing the room out because the value. Yeah, but right now it's more so of like a pa- capacity thing. Yeah, yeah. And to add on to that, like how you said the thing about having a mastermind. That is something where, you know, the whole thing is all about value, 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 right. value. And I had exactly. said before on the phone that most of our event will actually be focused on, like, having fun, like, enjoying each other. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you can look at it two ways. On one end, you could say people who probably go to the club or something, go out and party with their friends on the weekend, probably going to spend, like, $50, $100 sure. anyway. Oh, you're going to spend at you, least 100 Yeah, you're going to spend at least 100 Soon as you get in a club, you spending money on stuff. Yeah, because it costs like $40 to get in the club. Then right? you paying for them drinks and all of that stuff. Yeah. And it's add up. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, it depends on how you want to look at it. But yeah. I guess what I had said on the phone was maybe because this event is more so focused. It, it was it's, it was mainly at first like this. Oh, like. This will be fun for us to do the YouTube challenge. And then, oh, Friendsgiving, game night afterwards. It's like all the stuff that's fun. But then, like, a little bit of time at the beginning that's, like, focused on value. So it's like, how much can we really charge Mm -hmm. for that? Right. And so the thing I'll say to, like, because we need to move into the actual conversation. Uh, One thing that I would say is, like, we really don't want to exclude those people because they support us. Yeah. Um, and we want to give like the best experience for them to come back for more and different things like that. But when you do sell that higher ticket price, that's because you're typically trying to get for the people that's serious. Because when you're doing like a mastermind or something or something, those are things where you need to weed out all of the people who are like worried about potentially getting a refund if they mm-hmm. don't do the work. Because sometimes people will pay for a mastermind mm. and say like, oh, I didn't receive the results that yeah. I was provided. But it's because you didn't do the work that yeah. was needed in order to really get the results that you need from the mastermind. Okay. So like that's why those high ticket prices are necessary. Um, and I think for us, just where we're at right now, people definitely support us. People like even soon as we lower the price, people start paying for tickets. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that they like we have to train people over time and i don't want to say it like that but like we just have to grow you with grow, them yeah, I was yeah saying, like grow with your audience yeah not train not them train. it's like <laughs> manipulation <laughs> but not train yes. but like grow with your audience if we yeah. started off free okay we can't just oh 250 yeah, off rip right. you feel me like they're gonna be like whoa yeah i was yeah. just doing free events so like we got to let them know like all right this is a paid event this is the price for this one the next one we may increase and we may have a different space or, you know, more stuff may be mm-hmm. offered, different things like that. But we got to grow with our audience, like you said. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's what we have for that part that Jada want to add. <laughs> it's like, nah. But this next part, we're talking about, uh, what is it? What's the term? Young people privilege. So, yeah. Exactly. Y'all heard of pretty people privilege. But we want to talk about young people privilege. Like, literally... 
you should be using your age to your advantage. If you're still in your 20s, if you're in your teens, if you're yeah. in the one digits, like. No, for real. If you're in the one digits, sure. start right yes. there. Yes. <laughs> like, you should be using your age to your advantage because we were having a conversation and we just were talking about how it's so, uh, so many benefits that can come out of you being young. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like it's just a lot that you can get out of your, uh, out of using your age because as you get older people are just like okay at this point what you're doing probably isn't like that big of a deal anymore so yeah. hey y'all what's up i know you're enjoying the episode but real quick who wants to take a second to talk to y'all hey pull out your phones right now and text the word gp crew to the number down below let's get it go do that right now you're gonna get updates about new drops events and so much more and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let me get back behind the camera. Let's get it. Yeah, let's yeah, for get sure. into it. And so the first thing that we have is that successful people want to be attached to your success. And the reason we say that is just simply because when you are young, people want to be attached to your story. And also people want to be a part of your journey. So the more successful you come become, people want to say, oh, I was a part of that success. I was a, a part of that that dopamine and that like that energy that I provided and instilled into that person in order to keep that drive going and mm. to keep that leverage and how to maneuver in the industry or whatever industry or field that you may be in. So people definitely mm -hmm. want to be attached to your success. So they're willing to help you in any way possible. They're willing to like answer all of the questions that you have. They're willing to pour into you when you get discouraged and different things like that. So successful people, they want to be attached to your success. For sure. Yeah. And I think about people like Neo. Um, yeah. yeah, like David. I, yeah. It's like for you to say, oh, I helped this young person create this extraordinary result. Mm -hmm. It makes you look super, super good. So um, even if you think about just your family, like, your family is probably more willing to help you when you're younger mm -hmm. than when you are older. Like if Day Day Nim is 37 and, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I want to start a business <laughs> and Day Day can actually be talented, but it's a little pooky. Pookie is like 18. And also super dope is something you never know. People might be like, oh, a little, I don't forgot my name. They ain't on. They ain't on. Pookie. Hey, Pookie, yeah, little Pookie is doing X, Y, Z. Like, let's go. I actually got a cousin named Pookie. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Y'all funny. Well, yeah, people might want to help little Pookie more just because it's like, okay, they're young, they're, they're almost in their prime, you mm -hmm. know. Like, let me invest into them because this could have more longevity right. opposed to Dede that's just now figuring out what he wants to do at 37. Yeah. Right. It's almost in a way kind of like they're stamping their success mm. on the person. Yeah. Like, that person, that kid is going to grow up with a million dollar business and say, this person helped me. Oh, and not yeah. only that, but the person that helped him is going to say, I'm the reason that he's like that. Or yeah. I poured into him. Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one. And I feel like it adds more credibility yeah. to the person that poured into him because he's like, dang, you help. Well, help me too. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yes. Literally. And so it's just a win-win for everybody because that person who mentored you and, you know, helped you get to where you are they're going to have more credibility as well as you're going to have more credibility because they're stamping you like they've put in us in position to have a podcast and different Real. things like that. That just helped us more doors to be open for us and more advantage to get into different rooms and people to know like, oh, he co-signed y'all. Like basically no. like y'all are co-signed, y'all trustworthy, different things like that. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to rock with you. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I have one more thing to say. Uh -huh. I'm thinking about the episode Dave did with, um, he did an episode with the clothing brand Dope Boy. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I forgot. I don't know what it's called. I, but Dope I think Man Gear. Dope Man Gear. Yeah, exactly. He did an episode with Dope Man Gear, and I remember in the episode he was saying, you're only going to be this age for a little bit. Like, yeah. the, go out and do the public interviews and bring that up. And the reason why people are going to want to help you is because of your age. Right. But yeah. if you're 
50 talking about some free mentorship. They gonna look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so do y'all believe this? Um, what's the the white lady that you sent, uh, Mary. Oh, Mary Morrissey. Mary Morrissey. Why'd you explain her like that? <laughs> I mean, what was I supposed to say? What's I the lady that in the too, picture? I that too. My mom would be like, "You're wrong for that." That's and not it's like wrong. You're saying white, you're wrong. I'm saying like, like you like, could have said the girl with the good information I was talking about this. I, I'll say like little old white lady, and my mom would be like, no, "Why did you have to be the wise. only one that judges Crazy. for naming people how they are?" Like. That's like someone saying the black black girl square person. Y'all be explaining people like that. You know you be explaining people like that. Okay, so you never explain somebody like if you're trying to remember someone saying they're big and black. Huh? You never, if you're trying to to recall or explain who someone is, you never said the big black person. No. (laughs) (laughs) If they're big and black and you're trying to think, and you're trying to think. No, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with me. Okay. No, <laughs> not you no fat I'm not shaming? saying it as a no, I'm not saying you fat shaming for no. sure. No. Okay, so no. She'd be like, you know the lady with the big do Don't do that. Okay, I'm not saying it I'm not saying big is bad. I'm like, cause he's <laughs> I'm not saying big is bad. I don't right see now. nothing wrong with it, but it's like because like how would you dis- how would you describe me and Jada? I'll be like with the curly hair. He does graphic design. I have a podcast. But what if they friends. don't know that I do graphic design? You gotta save the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I feel like me and Jada like, describe people. Like I would say, like, oh, he's like five ten. He has the curly hair, brown skin. You're gonna name his features. Are you five ten? Not even. I gave hold you on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm definitely at least a good. Hold on, because I know you got a problem with short kings. So don't do five eight. I'm like five eight five nine. Relax. I said five ten. Gave you so much credit. (laughs) Yo, Yo, Jada is fat shaming. (laughs) Height shaming. This is crazy. You're on a. You're on a roll. I'm not even shaming. You're on a roll. There is. She said she gave me too much credit, bro. Okay, if you're if if there is a skinny Bob and there is a big Bob and they're both black and you're like you know Bob and then they're you're go, they're gonna be like Bob who you're gonna say he's big and he's black. <laughs> she just no, do you get? She just insulted me on a camera. She said, she said I gave you too much credit. Like she doesn't have a problem with short people. Like, bro, first of all, I'm not even short. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Jada, just because you're making a stallion, don't mean that everybody is bruh, climbing trees. Anyways, bro, you're like six nine. Relax. Anyways, don't do that. Huh, y'all just trying to get me canceled. Get and on I didn't topic. do nothing. I didn't because say that. I'm you not going that to yourself. Oh, see, because I don't say all of that. She doesn't. Yes, you do, bro. She doesn't height shame me as well. You be talking I do not about be people. sitting here talking about people height. Exactly. You be talking about people too. Don't do that. I do not but be talking about I'm not talking about, about no one. It's like, my dad is big and black. He's a big black man. He's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's 6'4", he's dark skinned, and he's big. He's a big black man. <laughs> And someone says, which one of those is dear dad? I'm going to say the guy that's big, he's black, the big black man. What's going on, family? Whether it's your social network or your wireless network, these connections go a long way for your business. Thankfully, with AT&T Business, you can pick our best wireless plan for your small business and offer your employees the features they need. We talk a lot about having the right tools to overcome problems. Well, AT&T Business helps you get more done when you need to get things done. For example, your teams can work from almost anywhere with phone to laptop tethering and up to 100 gigabytes of hotspot data on the best AT&T Business Wireless plan. Plus, AT&T Business Wireless plans include nation Wi-Fi 5G that's fast, reliable, and secure. Wherever business takes you, AT&T Business has the best plan with the features you need. Visit att.com forward slash getbizunlimited to learn more. Now, after 100 gigabytes with our AT&T Unlimited Elite plan, hotspot speed is slow to a max of 128 kbps. 5G requires a compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area, so visit att.com forward slash 5G for you for more details. Bro, get back on topic. Don't act like that's that's not something we learned in elementary Please school. Get back I on topic. Anyways, the next one for using your age to your advantage because Jada's 
touching 30. So <laughs> no, do one that. thing about that, um, with using your age to your advantage, what is it, young privilege? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the second one for young privilege, not if you've been on Tumblr or Facebook. The next one is it's oh, easier. I was on Tumblr. Anyways, you were younger. <laughs> Anyways, it's easier to get jobs with your youthful mindset. And the reason being is because people, for example, prime example, video editing. Someone who's older and in the video editing space, they're more than likely to still get jobs, but a younger person they're looking for because that younger person is more youthful. They know what kind of trends are going on. They more know what kind in. of. Yeah. I'm talking. It's <laughs> like, nah. Trey is offended, y'all. <laughs> he nah. said, this girl called me shorter than 5'10". <laughs> Yo. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about that after this episode. Because I'm going to finish. Anyway, with the younger generation, they're more into trends. They're more into the music, the people that's popping and different things like that. So with video editing, they're more likely to choose you rather than somebody that's like pushing 30 because you are able to stay in the trends, know what kind of edits are most popular, different things like that. The fashion world as well, the clothing brand space, all of that stuff. They're more likely yeah. to hire somebody that's youthful and you're more likely to get more gigs because of your mm-hmm. youth. So Yeah, and to add on to that, oh, what are you about to say? I was going to say, that's how I got one of the opportunities that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, a client, like, she's like, oh, you're young. You know what's going on. So yeah. literally, that's how I got one of my clients. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that goes into um, another thing that kind of adds to that. We mm-hmm. had talked about it too was when you were younger and – Say you're working with uh, like entrepreneurs or something like that. When you're younger, you have more flexibility. You have more free time. So that's also why you may get more opportunities because you don't have maybe you don't have any children or maybe you don't have like any like responsibilities to worry about. So it's like if someone is saying, oh, I need you to be in this country, in this state, in this country, in this Mm -hmm. state, all within the next two weeks, you have that freedom to move around. It's you don't really have as much to think about like, oh, dang, well, I got to take care of this and this and this and that. And so because you that time, like you don't have no kids or nothing mm -hmm. attached to you. And so your time kind of gets limited when you have all of those things. And it's not that you can't do it. I mean, like, Zell is married. You got a kid right. on the way. It's he's still making it happen. David just, having you flying up to different places. Yeah, he's editing all of that stuff. But I would feel like somebody in like Zell's space, he like delegating the work and making it, making a way. Like he's not making excuses to yeah. make it happen. But when you're like somebody who don't have kids, different things like that. No real like you're, big responsibility. Yeah, it's like, okay, so <clears throat> one thing I can say is just being careful of not getting like, overworked because you're young yes like and you I still gotta have too. some boundaries because yeah. people sometimes will come to you like for example prime example i'm gonna always go back to editing and graphics and stuff like people will just think oh i can send you something out of the blue and you're just gonna do it whatever time of the day um because you don't have no kids or because you don't have any commitments and things like that where it's like no you gotta still allow me to live my life and have you know, that free time to think and be creative and different things like that because I can't just burn myself out because if I burn myself out, you're going to go on to the next person because you need the work still to be done. So it's just being mindful of that. Yeah, keeping your boundaries up as well for yourself. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one that I would say is, hold on, because we got notes, so. I got one. Your accomplishments appear bigger um, when you're younger. So say, I would say a 10-year-old making a million dollars is more, I feel like in society, it's more like, oh my gosh, rather than a 50-year-old making a million dollars. Yeah, I feel like certain accomplishments, when young people do it, it's like bigger, but when an older person does, it's like, well, that's what you're supposed to do type of thing. Yeah. And so when you do have those wins when you're younger and you're networking, don't be afraid to say them. Like, say them. You know what I'm saying? Because it, first of all, adds credibility because I will say, the downside of being young and entrepreneur is some people may look at you like you don't know really really know what you're talking about or you don't really know you don't really have experience. There is sometimes a downside, right? But I feel depending like depending on the um, what's the word I'm thinking? Depending on the what you profession, like okay. yeah, it depends. Like exactly. If you're dealing with money, like credit or something, <clears throat> yeah, people are gonna be like you 
18 years old. How exactly. you fix my credit? And that's why I say, like, it depends. Exactly. It depends. But saying the wins that you did accomplish mm-hmm. adds credibility to who you are and what you do. Also attaching sure. your name to other people's success that's older than you. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in the credit space, maybe you did credit for help somebody build their credit and they have <coughs> a public platform mm-hmm. something like that so yep. you can attach your name to that so it's, it kind of goes hand in hand because a person who's mentoring you wants to attach your success to their name and vice versa for you mm-hmm. um but the one other thing that i had oh wait one second because i went to go over uh the mary morrissey oh yes okay that was before you started that's, what I, and that's and what I was going that. so <laughs> with that um what one question i was going to ask y'all is because you said that people that are like 50 um their com- accomplishments may not seem as big sense. but when, the video that you had sent us um her mom like had started doing great stuff when she was older so do y'all believe that maybe like in the middle ages like when you're like yeah. 40 through 50 it's not mm. really as like appreciated yes. but when you're younger and when you're older mm-hmm. it's it's that same balance again yeah because she said her mom was like 80 and like yeah. thriving doing a lot of great things did she say something about an art show like yeah being, she, she got into China art like yeah that. she yeah. got into art had her stuff in art shows and traveling mm-hmm. she's literally like living her best life yeah and so i think <clears throat> Basically, what it is, if you are a person who is doing more than the ordinary, whether you are super old when people are typically retiring or when you're super young when people are typically like playing games, BS and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People will take you more seriously. Yeah. And I actually remember one time at um, David's event, his morning meetup event, Tim 500 had brought somebody on stage somebody that he's mentoring Mm -hmm. she was like an older lady but she had a lot of wins and i remember like the crowd was like really amazed and Mm -hmm. so that's true yeah for sure i definitely believe like the younger you are and the older you are your accomplishments appear bigger because when you're younger people look at it like wow this kid could be doing anything else in this world and you know yeah like you said that's expected of you maybe partying all of that stuff but also, it applies when you're older because most older people, once they retire, it's just like they're just <laughs> they chill. letting time yeah. bypass until it's their time to go. And so, yes, yeah, like your accomplishments appear bigger in both of those ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when you're older. OK, so I've seen people do webinars and they'll say they'll they'll actually give examples of people who are older and younger. And they'll say if it's a person that's like a lot older, they use that person as an example to show you. You're never too old to start. Mm-hmm. Right. But then with the younger people, they're used as an example to show um, anybody can do it. Like if this young person can do it who who is still pretty new to life yeah. and stuff like that, if they can do it, then you can do it. Or even to show you're never too young, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that uh, that is super true. Like, For sure. And the one thing that I was going to say is with being a young, like having that young privilege you have so much access to information, conversations, different things like that because people trust you more rather than trusting somebody that's like in their 30s or 40s because they can hear that same exact information and go ahead and duplicate whatever system or business that the person has. So like your mentor may be willing to let you in on more conversations. I know for me, like I've been in rooms with Dave or like just been at the studio and I just hear the kind of conversations he's having with his peers and his partners and business and different things like that. And it expands my mind and opens my mind to more. And I also believe that when you're younger, the mentors, they're willing to like do more for you and like just really pour into you so that you can experience more. So that also is a win-win there because you're more loyal to that that mentor. And that's why they want to attach their names to your success. Because the more that you're doing, like the more that they do for you, they know that you'll appreciate it over time unless you're just like somebody that, that is unappreciative. And so yeah. like you really have to, you feel me? Like you really have to um, be... Be like show a lot of gratitude in that season for real yeah and something i'm thinking about is like you know how people say like childlike faith mm-hmm. something i'm thinking about is how people kind of in the middle that middle age gap mm-hmm. they have more experience so they're probably gonna have more doubt 
doubt and they're gonna like not gonna have as much faith or they're gonna have well i do this i can't really like always have they're more prone to have more excuses Mm -hmm. than a young person i feel like we're more more prone to be like let's just do it like we're young like we have we don't have as much we don't have as much build up as people in that middle age gap have you know what i'm saying because people in that age gap may have tried and failed and so all those things are in their commitments yeah exactly so they have those things in our mind but us it's like we have less experience so we're like willing to try more and do more you said something about (laughs) they may have tried and failed um you made me think about the book that i read um regardless of any age we're gonna try things and we're gonna fail but I think it's easier as you get older for your mind to get programmed to the fact that if I try and I fail, that's bad. Instead of thinking, if I try and I fail, that's okay. I just learned the lesson. Let mm-hmm. me go try again. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, as you get older, you keep experiencing those failures yeah. and those mistakes. Then it's like, okay, maybe I'll just be a little bit more reserved. Maybe I won't try as much or try and do things that are too big or things like that. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, because those commitments, like, they really are a determinant factor whether you continue to do something or whether you need to make the bills be paid, like, make sure the bills are paid. And so, like, you may not be as fearful as a young person. And that's why your mentors are willing to invest in you because they know they may not be wasting time. They understand that it'll probably be some mistakes that you make. It'll probably be some character flaws that you may have that you're dealing with and trying to heal from. But they're willing to really like mold you into a different person and create you to have that success that you desire. So yeah, I think I think the main thing is to really hone in on networking. And the reason being is because You never know. Like one thing that I heard from somebody is like, don't always when you're networking, don't always go to the typical person that looks exactly like you. Talk to the people that doesn't look like you. You never know what they what connection they may have, what person they may be connected to in order to get you into another room or get you to the next level that you desire. So you really have to like network and not have a bias of who you're networking with um, and just be free with with your network yeah. yeah um it's one more thing i had to say um i'm when pretty you sure y'all had snuck on a yacht oh no okay. but i was gonna break oh I <laughs> she snuck on a yacht and yeah wanted me to get her on there <laughs> and trey said, no this was before me and trey was really cool like that. yeah <laughs> and he said y'all is not getting my pass it's because i felt the energy that she ain't like short people so that's ah, crazy trey is never gonna get over that <laughs> <laughs> Like, I told the truth, you're not 5'10". But what I was going to say is, for the people out there who are young and you haven't used your age to your advantage, I really just want to stress the point of start being great now. Start doing great things now. Because I feel like you get access to this young people privilege by just starting now. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in thinking, oh, I have all the time in the world. Oh, I'm 20, I'm 21, I'm 22, I'm 23, I'm 24, 25, whatever. Or even starting from like 16. Exactly, exactly, yes. Like, that's a good point too. Even if you're in high school and you're thinking, I have all the time in the world to get to that point. I feel like regardless, it's going to hold so much weight, if so much more weight if you just start now and this doesn't go to the point of saying this isn't to shame those people who are older and feel like oh i haven't done anything great yet because i still say to you start now yeah um and don't allow what we're saying to add pressure on you to make you feel like or bad pressure to where it's like dang well i'm this uh i'm this many years old and I haven't started doing great things yet or whatever the case may be. I haven't used my age to my advantage. Like I said, just start now, like mm-hmm. start putting yourself out there. Like you said, network, go after opportunities, um, just different things like that. See what rooms you can get into just because of like who you are and what you bring to the table. But it definitely is some privilege that comes along with using your age. Sure. I like what you were saying about, um, like, even if you are in that middle age gap, don't let this add negative pressure. Because I was thinking that, like, I hope people who are in that age gap isn't feeling, like, it's too late for me. Because I know some people probably feel like it's too late. But honestly, if you're still alive, you still have time. Bruh, literally Samuel Jackson started his 
acting career, like when he was in his forties. Tim Russ, he has a whole podcast and a he whole platform started. now that he He's just started. So it's like, don't worry about the age that you're at. You could start whatever it is at any time. And the main thing with having all these goals and all these things that you want to achieve, you do not have to achieve everything that you desire in one season. Right. Mm-hmm. One season, you may need to focus on this one thing, hone in on this craft, master this craft, and then you move on to the next thing once you've mastered it, once you've laid the foundation in that area. Like, I always go back to Beyonce. Like, she just did singing, <laughs> and I'm sure she has other things tied to her now, but she mastered her craft at that, and now whatever it is that she want to do, she can go and do that. And the other thing that I wanted to say about what you said of just, like, not like feeling that pressure of like, oh, I I haven't used my age to my advantage and different things like that. Don't feel pressure for real. And the way that you don't feel pressure is by, because I know there's some people out there that may not know exactly what they want to do with their lives. And that's okay. You don't need to know exactly what you need want to do. But go ahead and like just start Try. trying different stuff. Throw start. whatever it is at the wall and let it stick. Whatever sticks, then Try to stick with that for at least a year, a couple months, but like don't keep starting and stopping stuff. That's the main thing when you're younger is like if your family and your friends see you starting and stopping, they're not really going to want to take you seriously because they see that you have a pattern. And when you have that pattern, you're not necessarily like you're you become like the older people like they see like, all right, you're this age and you try all these different things and haven't stuck with anything for longer than a couple months or so so yeah. like yeah. just try stuff and even like if you do feel that just use that as fuel to do it now yeah. like even if you do feel that pressure of oh i am getting older we'll do yeah. use that as your fuel like okay i'm getting older that means i need to start now and make yeah. something happen now like use that as your just flip it you know what i'm saying and also i was gonna say um <laughs> We turn Wait, the you, I was going to say something else, bro. It's something else you had said. Just go. Okay. <laughs> Watch, you're going to be like, oh, uh, I got it. No, I am. Watch. As soon as you start talking. So I was at, uh, a few years ago, I went to a funeral, and they talked about how typically we wait till our youth has left us to give our lives to God. Oh. You thought of that scripture? <laughs> no, but I remember oh, what I was Okay. But typically we wait till our youth is going to give our lives to God. I think also, though, typically we see people just let their youth pass them by in general and they don't even try and pursue their purpose. And so don't take your youth for advantage. Like you have to remember as you get older, your body won't be able to move the same way that it can. You won't be able to pull all nighters as easily Mm. as you can now you it'll be a lot harder for you to put in the work we've talked about it before it'll be a lot harder for you to change your mindset and change your ways so allow yourself Mm. to use your to maximize your youth right allow yourself to to use your youth in in the best way that you possibly can because it's going to leave you eventually and there is so there's so much more that you could get out of being youthful. You're young for a much shorter time than you're old, God willing. But even how they talk about, um, you know, you're a child for a much shorter time than you are an adult. You're a child only for 18 years. After that, you're basically just you're no longer a kid. So especially if you're in high school, you've already went through a lot of your years as a child. So take advantage of your age now and maximize it. Use your youth, use your body, use your mind, the way your mind works. Use all of those things about you as as well and as best as you can now. Yeah, notice your habits now. Like all the habits that you have, all of that stuff, notice it now. Mm -hmm. And my point that I was going to say earlier was how like when we were talking about when you're younger, it's easy for you to get in rooms and all this stuff, right? But even if you are in that middle age gap, if you serve God, God's going to pull you in those rooms. That part. If you are walking and you're calling no matter what age you are in, God, where God, where God wants you to be, he's going to push you. He's going to put your names in rooms you don't belong in. He's going to do that regardless of your age. And my last point I was going to say was um, when you were talking, you reminded me of the 
story in the Bible of David, right? And David was called to be used by God. But when the prophet came to look for David, his father was like, oh, I got this son, this son, this son, this son. He said every son but David. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the prophet was like, nah, none of these are it. You have another son. And David's dad said, well, you know, I got David, but he like tried to downplay him for real. But like, and I feel like sometimes people do that for us as young people, like, you know, like they're young, wooty woot, or try to look over us because we're young, being on the flip side of the young privilege. But then like tying it into faith, like even if people do overlook you, if God calls your name, it's going to happen regardless. Like even when people do try to overlook you or it's not happening for you, it's going to happen for you because that's what God set out regardless yeah sure. that honestly wants me to take this to a whole another topic well let's hurry up so. um, well we gotta do our questions yes yeah, so anyways okay <laughs> that is the end of the episode but now we're about to get into our last segment of the show which it is make it make sense yeah. period where yep. We give advice to young adults going through life, and Yanni has a question for us today. I got a little question, question, and we got these questions from our live episode. <laughs> so if y'all are in Atlanta, definitely stay tapped into our Instagram so you know when we do these because you get opportunities like this. And for the you next guys couple months, on the email list, text list, sure. so you can get exclusive. Absolutely. Definitely. For the next couple months, all our questions really gonna be from our Okay, the question is, what Bible principle improved your work ethic? Hmm. I like this. <laughs> don't like Hold this on, question? let me look at my notes. I don't know. But no, I, said, I love well, this so much. I'll say <laughs> I was gonna well for me it's getting saved that changed that. So mm. I don't know if can I say that's a Bible principle? Well, I guess I'll say anything that's tied into faith. Well, yeah, faith in God or his word. Like, is there a Bible scripture that you apply to your, um, or that you know that ties? Because I know for me, it's um, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. And I know that's helped me because, you know, being an entrepreneur, sometimes it can get easy to want to work for the money or work post content for the views and do stuff for mm -hmm. the outward stuff. But what seek first the kingdom of God that's helped me because it's reminding me I don't have to chase after the things because if I put God first and want to do stuff for the outcome that's going to benefit mm -hmm. God then what I want the things is just going to be added unto me yeah so that has helped me uh for me I would say after getting saved and God showed me um my character flaws that I needed to work on that started it but then fasting it's when God shows me vision. And seeing like God paint out, this is what I want for your life. This is what I have in store for you. Mm -hmm. That lit a fire in me. Whenever God shows me, this is the vision I have for you. That is what um, like helps me uh, improve my work ethic. It makes me go after something. Because now I'm like clear. I have direction. I have clarity on what I'm moving towards. And so That's so real. Yeah. Every time I fast, bruh. I be getting clarity like a mug. For sure. Like real clarity, real vision. I get answers for stuff I've been wanting answers for in a minute. I be getting them answers. Definitely. So that's real. I feel that. Um, I Really, mine is just like faith and knowing that uh, God will like reveal his full self when you seek him. Um, What's the question? Bible principle that improved your work ethic. Yeah. So like re realizing that what what's meant for me is already written and that I don't have to necessarily like fight for a place in my life. Like I don't have to fight for the things that I want. Just a, like, of course, faith without work is dead. Like you have to put in work, yeah. but also like having a faith that whatever is for you is going to come to you and you can't really do anything to change that mm -hmm. or nobody can take, take it away from you. Like nobody has the power to, take whatever it is that's meant for you or whatever that's in your path. Only like God can reveal that to you yes. and present the fruits of your labor. Um, and just really seeking him and that knowing that he's not forceful. Um, that's like a Bible principle that. I like that. Faith without work is good. I yeah. like that. And I'll say also, um, 
the right division and make a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I'll be writing my goals down, stuff, visions that yeah. I have and stuff like that. I feel like that's helped Im- improve my work ethic because it helps remind me why what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for and keeping the vision in front of me. Yeah, and like the um I believe I had the Bible scripture on my phone, but it was like the Psalms with the two blind men. Okay. Um and he was like asking them, do you believe that I can make you see again? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like that was something that was a pivotal moment in my life where I really started to like actually read the Bible and stuff because I'm like, okay, like this isn't just something that yeah. to like play with and actually like believe. Um, so yeah, that that would be mine. Yeah. I over really this whole year I've been working on my faith and Me too. having trust in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say last thing is um the scripture about the parable and the talents that helps me with stewardship. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it's good for like knowing how you should manage your money. And oh, you want to say what this scripture? Uh, it's like Matthew. Or like you could. Sp- something 14 through 25. Okay. I always forget the first number, but Matthew something 14 through 25. Um, but basically the parable of the talents, it talks about um, a master who gave a talent. Let's just say money. Talent, money to his servants. He gave one servant one talent or one piece of money. Another ta- another servant two pieces, and then another servant five. The person who had two and the person that had five, they multiplied it. They doubled it. The person that had one got so scared that they didn't do anything with it and they put it away. And when the master came back, he said, "You lazy, wicked servant, um, like." You got me messed up. Yeah, for real. Took took that joint away. Exactly. He said, you should have put my money with the the bankers and let it collect interest. Instead, you just put my money in the ground and did nothing with it. And so basically that if whether you're saying talents, you could do that with your talent. You have a talent and you do nothing with it. You don't multiply it. You don't increase it. You could have money and you do nothing with it you don't multiply it you don't increase it and then it says he who has little uh he who has little will be given more right no who who he who has little will lose it's like if you okay basically uh uh, the jada translation of this is if you okay let me say it yeah matthew 13 12 Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Yes. And so, yeah, that's like a really, really good scripture um, that I refer to a lot. And then the other scripture about, oh, when you are building something, is you need to write out all the costs and know how much it's going to cost for you to create it. Otherwise, people, it says, you are going to start this project. And then when you start this project and you realize, you realize, oh, I don't have enough money to finish it. People are going to look at you and they say people are going to like laugh and be like, look at this fool. They started something and they don't even have the stuff to complete it. They don't even have the money. They don't even have the resources to complete the project because they didn't even think about it ahead of time. What is it going to take for me to build this thing? And so that helps help has helped me as well as far as like, oh, let me plan things out before I do them. Now, plans change. There have been things that I uh, big projects that I've done where I made a plan. And then as I'm going, as time is going by, things start to come together. And I realized, oh, let me tweak my plan like this. Let me tweak my plan like this. But I thought about the cost. I thought about everything that was going to go into it before I even started. And so that's my little two cents. Yeah, I've literally been thinking about that verse lately of counting the cost. Because the other day I was about to do something. Oh, that's what I was going to do. This is the last last thing I'm going to say. I was about to buy some TikTok ads. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I haven't even researched this thing. And I'm like, and then I thought about the verse that says, are you going to start a project without counting the cost first? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it don't make sense for me to run, put my money in TikTok ads if I don't even know what I'm doing, because that's not counting the cost. So then I was like, I'm not going to do it. And I stopped. So yeah, that's the time I had used in my life. The one thing as you were speaking, um, that made me think, and we don't got to go deep into it, but just knowing like um, the different sayings that where people, like when people read a scripture, mm-hmm. they only read what applies to them in their life right now. Mm-hmm. And so like little things like money is the root to all evil um, mm-hmm. and people not realizing that it's not necessarily money that's the root to all evil. It's your character and like 
how the you love of money. are. Yeah, the love yes. of money basically is that that is the root to all evil, not necessarily money, because God wants you to live a full and abundant life. And I feel like some people get that confused because they'd be like, oh, money is the root to all evil. So I don't deserve to have nice things. And when they see people who have nice things, yeah, like like, that's what I'm saying. They go it. They only pull from scriptures what they want to pull or what they feel as though applies. And that can further prove their narrative. So just that um, that's all we got to say for now. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all, that is it for our episode. Um, make sure you, well, y'all need this year part. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. So, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Grand Pains with a Z pod. Follow our TikTok, Grand Pains podcast. That's TikTok has been doing, it's been doing well recently. Her. So, y'all go tap in there. And make sure y'all stream on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, random numbers up. We be doing special segments on there too, on the audio only, but y'all won't know if y'all don't tap in. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Y'all can follow me at Roy Travion and you can follow my creative agency at Roy T Made It. It's on my shirt right here. You feel yeah. me? Her big, big uh Dude. content creation <laughs> company, y'all. Yeah. Big creative agency. That thumbnail yeah. is nah, out there. You feel me? Yeah. The fly for friends giving, all of that stuff. Those are royalty made designs, and we're gonna pass it to the seven foot queen. Let's get it. Not the class. <laughs> Trey's a hater, y'all. <laughs> He's a hater. Go ahead. <laughs> but y'all can follow me. On Instagram, it's Jael J A E L L official or at I M J the Ellis. Period. Yo. Big, uh, big, big Jael, Jael, big couture fashion big designer. Big fashion designer. Yeah. Don't play with her. She's not one of them. And she posted for 30 days straight. So if you don't see her straight. post, get on her. Go DM her. Me? Spam her DM. DM her. If I don't post for the next 30 days straight, she owe y'all $100. I'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I owe y'all $100. I'll take it out. <laughs> I owe Trey and Yanni and Zell 30 cents each for every time Zell I, said, like I missed a 30 day post. 30 cents? Yes. Yeah. And make sure y'all follow me, Yanni Bratcher, and y'all support my clothing brand, my Christian Streetwear brand, Wise Label. And uh, comment down below. What should they comment? Chicken butt. <laughs> comment, um,. How you are going to start using your young age Amen. to your advantage. Yes. Or if you're already doing it, comment how you're doing that. Mm-hmm. If you are somebody who you feel like you're past your younger years, what are you about to do to start now to just start being great? Yeah, right. Yeah. For sure. Keep being it. great. Keep doing great things and continue to shine your light. Let's get it. Bye, y'all. Purr.